It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Now more than ever, you need a laptop that can be as adaptable as you are. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Finally, a premium laptop at an affordable price. Starting at just $549, its light, thin design, vibrant touchscreen, powerful processor, and built-in HD camera and mic turns any room in your home into a classroom, office, or study hall. Available in three amazing colors the whole family will love. Visit surface.com slash laptop go for more details. Are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, hoops heads. Welcome to Locked On Warriors. I'm your new host, Aliko Carter. Thanks for joining me. You're gonna have to excuse the volume of this pod and any extraneous noises you might hear. I'm traveling right now, uh, and uh, I'm actually in the library, so. Uh, it's going to be an interesting pod today, but, uh, you know, bear with me and, um, you know, if my voice sounds a little too boring, um, just know that, uh, this isn't always how I normally sound. <laughs> All right. Thanks guys. I'll get right to it with a quick recap of the season. The Warriors started off really sloppy, turning the ball over, bad defense, uh, forgetting plays. Steve Kerr was not happy. He talked about mental conditioning. Um, and, uh, you know, quietly, I really think that the, uh, the short uh, preseason was a huge issue for the team early. Um, they only had four preseason games playing against the same team twice going to China. Um, they were all out of sorts for the first few games. And uh, starting the season in um, the middle of the month as opposed to the end of the month, you know, I think it really affected a lot of good teams and it affected the Warriors definitely. But they've gotten back on the right track. Uh, last six games, winning each game by 17 or more points. Um, and uh, they, look like the, they look like the old Warriors. It kind of feels like... Um, People are just kind of like taking this Warriors team as a given, which I think it's good for the team. You know, the less attention that they have right now, um, the better. And I think that we're getting to the part of the season, you know, they're 13 games in when you're not necessarily going to be getting each team's best every night because every team has played 12 to 15 games now. And, uh, they're all settling into the season. They might not all get up the same way they, the Rockets did, uh, you know, the, the, the Pistons did. You know, I think we're getting into the meat of the season now. Um, and uh, teams are kind of getting used to what the Warriors are bringing, and, and the Warriors are getting used to what teams are bringing. And, well, we got to talk about these third quarters. Uh, the, the, the third quarter net rating is insane right now uh, for the team. Uh, plus 6.5 leads the league. The Celtics are second at plus 5.9. The Celtics have been amazing this year, uh, really surprisingly so, especially defensively. Uh, and then the Nuggets at 5.1, plus 5.1, um, are really a surprise in that third spot. But nobody else is uh, has a net rating above four. 
uh, in the third quarter, and the Warriors are just blowing teams away in the third. Five games in November, we're talking plus 14.2 in the third in five games. Plus 14.2. I mean, this team hasn't even broken plus 14 for a season, and, and we're talking about three of the most dominant seasons uh, you know, in league history over the last three years. Uh, so that number is, uh, it really, really stands out. Um, I don't know what Steve Kerr is doing, but the man is like a wizard. I mean, some of these first quarters, second quarters, especially second quarters, have been really, really sloppy. These guys are out there spraying passes every which way, turning the ball over, uh, defensively not, uh, you know, rotations are looking, you know, crappy and and the talent is enough to win out for two quarters but then those third quarters they just there's there's a switch the warriors have a switch and um they flip it they flip it every single game uh steph curry plays the whole third there might be something to that uh you know his net rating uh paces the team there's an element of rotational magic but really, these are the things that sports journalists dream of. I mean, being on a fly, being a fly on the wall, you know, at halftime, uh, when Steve Kerr is talking to his team, you know, maybe they've got ten or twelve turnovers in the half. Maybe they've allowed sixty points, sixty-five points in the half. You know, what is he saying to them, uh, and and how is he getting them to? you know, respond every single game in that third quarter uh, in such a way where it's just like, or, you know, is it old hat for them? Because the third has been their bread and butter for the last two, three years. Uh, they just dominate in the third quarter, and then Steph doesn't have to play the fourth. That's like, that's their uh, modus operandi. So what's the, what's the secret beyond behind that? You know, we, we all really want to know and I'm definitely going to be doing some digging over the next few games to try to figure that out. Here's where we take a quick break to talk about sponsorships. Uh, first things first, you can read my work at bleacherreport.com and forbes.com. Just go to either website and search Alico Carter and I'll be right there. If your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, you should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Warriors is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men between 18 and 44, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are reasonable. Email me at alicocarter11 at gmail.com to find out. So, another thing I like, uh, you know, regarding Steve Kerr's rotations is... He's playing everybody. You know, what coach does that, especially the coach of a championship team? It really promotes uh, respect in the locker room that I think is really, really underrated and kind of helps guide the team when things get difficult. Everybody feels like they're a part of it. Um, the communication level is extremely high. Steve is constantly talking to guys, letting them know if they're going to play, if they're not going to play, depending on matchups, stuff like that. I mean, this team really does go 13, 14, 15 deep. And uh, the bench has been a huge part of the reason that they're 10-3 and three right now. Um, going down the line, um, you know, it, it has to start with uh, Andre, Andre Iguodala, who is once again pacing the league in assisted turnover ratio. I mean, like, he enters the game, good things happen, uh, you know, and it's not quantifiable, especially early in the season, how good he's actually been. 
but uh, he's also been playing fewer minutes than he normally plays. I mean, he's about 34 now, I think, so he's getting up there. Um, but the nice thing about this team is that the death lineup has variations. You can switch out Andre for Livingston, uh, Nick Young, Omri Caspi. Well, speaking of people who have uh, an effect when they enter the game, Omri Caspi makes good things happen when he enters the game. Uh, he spreads the floor, uh, plays incredible defense, and he seems to have fit right in in the next man up mentality that the team has fostered over the years. But you can really go down the line. I mean, the roster up and down is filled with high-character guys. Uh, Kevon Looney, Jordan Bell, Patrick McCaw, um, <laughs> even Nick Young. I mean, I mean, Nick Young is buying in. You know, this team got uh, JaVale McGee to buy in. It's got Nick Young to buy in. You know, they're, they're hustling. They're in the right place at the right time, and they're being rewarded on offense, and it's a beautiful thing to see. But even though the team is winning games, uh, you know, there's still some issues to work out. I mean, you know, we're still early in the season. Uh, you know, they were playing the 76ers and coughed the ball up 23 times, uh, 19 times in the game before that. Uh, and they still won by 20 points both games. Uh, and uh, it's one of those things that makes you wonder, have they figured out a way to get around that problem um, by just shooting the lights out. But, you know, they're not going to shoot 58% uh, every single game, and they're not going to do what they did against the 76ers and against the, uh, who did they play before? Minnesota. You know, those are are not great defensive teams, and they're not teams that are going to make you, that are going to punish you for uh, making those kinds of mistakes. You know, you play the Spurs, you play uh, the late-season Cavaliers. uh, You know, they got a big game against the Celtics coming up on Thursday. Uh, That's going to be a benchmark for their season. They can't turn the ball over 20 times. You're just not going to be able to do it against an elite basketball team, and the Celtics have shown themselves to be that. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see after they take care of the Magic tonight how they come into the beginning of this road trip. Right now, the team is sitting right in the middle of the league, 14th in defensive efficiency, which, you know, for a team that's number one, number two, year after year, has got to be really irking the coaching staff, especially Ron Adams, who prides himself on having his guys ready. But you know what the big issue is? The big issue is turnovers. You can't defend a run out after a live game, a live ball turnover. It's just... You're shooting yourself in the foot, and uh, you're giving your team um, fewer chances to win the game. And then luckily, they've been shooting the lights out, and luckily they're not playing teams that know how to stop them from shooting the lights out. But when you cough the ball up 20 times, it's going to hurt your defense. It's going to create easy baskets for the other team, and uh, you know that's a big reason why they're sitting at 14th, and, and uh, I would say by Christmas you can expect them to be back in the top five Um, but right now that turnover problem is really uh, a big issue and Steve Kerr is continuing to harp on it the players are continuing to harp on it everybody has been um, and you thought they took care of it they had a few games with 13 turnovers apiece 14 15 uh, but uh, everybody's been helping to cough the ball up, uh, starting starting with Curry and Draymond KD uh, and going all the way down the roster Um, 
Yeah, except for Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson uh, <laughs> has been surprisingly extremely solid uh, on both sides of the floor, um, including not turning the ball over too heavily in the, to, to begin the season. So good for Clay because he doesn't always start the season super well. So that's a big um, boon for him and a big boon for the team. But, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody's just sloppy. I mean, with some of these some of these turnovers are just you look at them and you say did this team really win the championship last year because I don't I can't tell if they've even been playing together um you know throwing the ball out of bounds throwing it every which way trying to do too much trying to uh thread the needle into spots and and you know if I see Steph Curry throw the ball over his head uh, fling the ball over his head cross court one more time and have it get picked off I swear uh, you know he's been doing that for for you know since he got into the league and you know sometimes it works and sometimes it creates a beautiful uh, highlight but I mean sometimes it just makes me want to throw my computer but I have to ask myself have they really have they broken basketball um, you know, when I say team, you know, they're going to regress to the mean. They're not going to shoot 58% every game. Of course, they're not going to shoot 58% every game. But by the end of the season, could, could, could we see them hovering around 51 52% for the season? Uh, you know, to go along with maybe 17 turnovers, you know, a high turnover team. Could that team win the championship? I think yes. I mean, with the firepower that they have and the once they get their rotations down, uh, you know, everybody's going to be contributing off the bench. Everybody's long and rangy and can play defense. And, you know, maybe they do still turn the ball over. But, uh, I mean, last year they were 22nd in the league in turnovers at 14.8 a game. So I guess 17 is a lot. We'll uh, say maybe 15, 15.5. But they were number one in the league in forcing turnovers. So there's that defense again. This year so far, they're eighth in the league in forcing turnovers and 27th in coughing the ball up. Yeesh. Uh, 17.5 turnovers a game. Um, you know, if they can get that number down to 16, uh, you know, I think they really have, a, you know, a good chance. But if, they, if, it's, if it's up there at 17, 18, they're going to lose uh, some games that they should win. And that's not going to bode well in the playoffs. Earlier in the season, I predicted this team could go for 70. Uh, but, um, you know, it's not going to happen with them turning the ball over like this. But, yeah, we'll see where they are come Christmas time. I mean, uh, you know, it's still very early in the season, and they still are working out some kinks, working out the rotations, really working out the offense. Uh, but, like I said, some of these turnovers are just head scratchers. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> on to the third subject. I, I, you know, you guys are going to be listening to me every day. I figure, you know, you should know a little bit about me. Um, like, who is this guy? Like, uh, why, why is he qualified to talk about the Warriors? Why should I be listening to him? Well, here's why. First, I want to say thanks for taking the time to listen. It means a lot, and um, hopefully I can add something to your day. I've been a Warriors fan since, so oh, about 1998, you know, around the choke. Um, was raised in Oakland, grew up on the A's, Raiders, uh, but especially the Warriors. Um, we believe was my senior year of high school. I went to game four of the Mavericks series uh, that year, 07. 
Uh, we won that game 103 to 99. Baron Davis made a half court buzzer beater at halftime, and I swear the roof was gonna was gonna blow off the place. I mean, I've been to finals games at Oracle. I've been to um, you know playoff atmosphere games. I've never been to any sporting event that was that loud. Any indoor sporting event that was that loud. It was absolutely incredible. Um, Graduated from college in 2011. Um, straight out of college, I uh, worked at Bleacher Report as a writer, content editor, front page editor. Um, I've been writing for Forbes.com for the last two and a half years. Um, and in addition to the NBA, I cover the intersections of sports and community impacts for Forbes. Um, I returned to Bleacher this year as the Golden State Warriors reporter, so I'm following the team. Um, and getting uh, getting the goods and hopefully sharing them with all with you. Uh, and in my daytime, I'm a consultant to nonprofits and startups uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area. So it's not just going to be me on this podcast uh, every single day, just listening to my voice. And obviously, I'm not going to be in a library every single day. But uh, yeah, I, de- I do plan to have guests. Uh, and um, I'm looking forward to your comments and, uh, and uh, feedback. So thanks for listening and have a great day. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowl. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.